The shows you love with even more local, local news, news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And a wonderful Wednesday afternoon to you here in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you, your concierge for conversation as we open up another two hours today of being live and local to make sure that your voice is heard on those topics that affect you and me right here in California's Central Valley. And we thank you, as always, for being part of that Mix. It is Wednesday afternoon, so much to cover today. And for those of you in the Modesto area, or those of you who shop in Modesto, work in Modesto, last night the Modesto City Council voted unanimously to put a 1% sales tax increase on the November ballot. Now, if it's approved, According to uh, the city, the tax uh, increase would bring in about $39 million annually for general government purposes, such as reducing homelessness, faster 911 response times, neighborhood police patrols, traffic enforcement, fire protection, maintaining city trees and sidewalks, keeping parks and other public spaces safe and clean. So a lot of a lot of very valuable um, purposes there to put the sales tax to work upon. Uh, the question is, how, how do you feel about that? Given the gas tax, the state gas tax goes up July first. That's just around the corner here, right? Going to go up to what fifty four cents a gallon, and uh, they're they're going to. Uh, Put a hold on the diesel, freeze it at, I think, 39 cents a gallon. Am I right about that? And But that's only for a, a few months. But for those of us who don't drive diesel vehicles, and I'm, I'm glad, by the way, for those of, uh, those of you who are professional drivers and have to use diesel, I, I'm all for getting you a little bit of relief. I think it's very disingenuous of the California legislature to uh, just give a temporary relief for that and to not deal not to deal with the big problem which is the whole tax structure in the first place but there you go they're going to try to make themselves look good as uh, as much as possible I, I mean that that's the way it is isn't it don't you think that's what's happening up there so modesto voted 6 to nothing 6 to 0 last night to approve the tax on the ballot Uh, Councilman Tony Madrigal raised some concerns that uh, we have voiced, and that one of those being that also the Modesto City Schools has a $198 million bond measure on the same ballot. So for the Modestoans, you have a lot of tax increases uh, to, to look at. And again, I... I understand uh, the articulation of the problem that Modesto was facing. In fact, I I recall several months ago that uh, Mayor Sue Zwallen made the point that the city was basically unable to sustain its current budget with the uh, current income that it's uh, receiving. So something obviously has to be done. 
Councilman David Wright last night said the tax is an opportunity for the city to fully realize its potential and to entice more people to come here and enjoy the city's attractions, according to the Modesto B. So the sales tax goes into the city's general fund and makes up about a, a third of the $508 million operating budget, and about 80% of the fund is spent on public safety. I have no problem with any city spending 80% of its general budget on public safety. I think that's one of the big jobs of government. So how, how do you feel, Modesto? How do you feel if you shop or work in Modesto? you agree with the uh, Modesto City Council to put that 1% sales tax increase on the November ballot? I'm wondering, come November, and there there's a, a lot. In one way, November is almost upon us. In another way, we've still got quite a ways to go. So I'm wondering, given all that's happening in the state, given all that's happening in the nation, uh, the 8.6% uh, inflation rate, uh, gas prices fluctuating, but basically staying high when you look at one and a half years ago. I, I'm wondering how voters are going to feel in November. And even if you're not in the Modesto area, let's say it's your city uh, that's proposing a, a sales tax increase to be able to fund public safety issues, the general fund and such. Uh, how would you feel about that? How, how do you think voters are going to react? Plus, putting the $198 million bond measure for the school district on the same ballot, how do you feel about that? How do you feel, voters? How, do, do, you, do you think that come November, the general voting appetite will be such that they will say yes to these tax increases? Our number here, 209-551-3483. What do you think, Modesto? Are you in favor of that? Good idea. 209-551-3483. Again, I am fully cognizant of, understand the problem that Modesto and many other cities are facing as well. And that is somehow we have to fund those services that are critical to providing emergency response, public safety issues. And then the question, though, comes into play, are the existing measures, are the existing budgets doing what government is supposed to do? I'm not here. I'm not picking on the city of Modesto here. I'm talking generically. As we look at our counties, as we look at our cities, let's take a look at the county and city you may be in. Do you feel that they are putting those budgets toward things that government ought to be doing? Or do you feel that some of that money needs to be directed elsewhere? Again, I understand. I understand, as Modesto is articulating it, the challenge that is before them. I don't know what choice they have, but we would like to hear from you. 209 551 Three four eight three, and uh, let's begin with Nick from Modesto. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Mike. Uh, on on the sales uh, tax issue in Modesto, um, 
I think that was good for the city council to put it on the ballot so the voters of Modesto can decide uh, what kind of city they want, quite honestly. Um, out of the 7.85% that uh, is currently being paid uh, in sales tax in Modesto, actually only 1% goes to the city of Modesto. 6% goes to the state of California, and 085 goes to uh, county services. So Modesto only gets 1% out of that 7.85. Actually, uh, the city that you live in or the town you live in, Oakdale, their sales tax overall is higher than Modesto. Uh, so is Ceres and, and Turlock. So Modesto sales tax is really on the lower end. Uh, but, you know, um, I think it's going to be a good discussion, and the people in Modesto will, will certainly get to decide what kind of city they want, what kind of services do they want. Because right now, the city of Modesto's deficit this uh, fiscal year is, I believe, $8.1 million. Uh, they've reduced their um, public safety substantially. I think with the Modesto police, um, you know, the, the um, average should be, from what I understand, 1.5 police officers per 1,000 population and right now in modesto it's 0.9 uh, per 1000 population so you know uh, the people in modesto are going to decide in november exactly what kind of city they want now what's really good if this does pass is they're going to have an oversight committee to uh, see where the money is being spent i believe they would meet twice a year so you know that is the situation. Yeah, the uh, the city council has said, as and you are very correct on that, a nine-member community oversight board. I think that's wise. Uh, its job is to review how the tax is spent and then to make reports back to the council. And I think, of course, the, the value of that, Nick, is to put people on there who are well-researched, well-read, uh, understand the, the economics of, of government. Uh, and, and I think one of the issues that that committee needs to take a look at is, to my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I know that, that you have some uh, good insights into this, my understanding is, although it can go to a lot of those things that we want it to go to, 911 response times, police protection, fire protection, etc., that there's not an obligation that it goes to the to uh, to those specific services, but it can be used for others. Uh, am I am I right on that? Well, it's a general it's a general general fund tax, fund, right. but yeah. And so right now, eighty one percent of the general fund budget goes to public safety. So I would that tells me um, that the city of Modesto's number one priority is public safety followed by um, other services. But, you know, look at the parks and, and uh, um, tree maintenance and street maintenance. There's, I understand there's like a $74 million deferred maintenance, meaning this is what is identified to, to do the infrastructure for the city of Modesto. They just don't have the money. And that money is, is pushed away. I mean, we can see traffic. I think Modesto, let's go back to public safety. Modesto only has 
for motorcycle police officers for a city of 215,000 right. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you, you and I drive Modesto. People run red lights. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a free-for-all out there. And, and meanwhile, the, the police officers are working on hot calls and really a short staff uh, to deal with uh, the other community services. So my point, though, is that the city of Modesto is going to decide what kind of city they want, not the city council. The city council is just putting it on the ballot and let the debate begin where people can then talk in our communities and our neighborhoods on how do we deal with the homeless issue. For And for, let's get to the homeless issue real quick. If, if, if the sales tax is not passed, Chad and, and the Rangers and all those programs are going away because those are all one-time monies. That, that's keeping them alive. So if there's, if, you know, it's not ongoing revenue. It's one-time revenue from, um, uh, what do you call it, the COVID money, the American Rescue Plan, or whatever. Right, and and that th- this is all. This is always the double-edged sword with those types of uh, one-time funding sources. Is to keep it going. You have to have some type of sustainable funding in order to make it happen. Uh, Nick, some great points. I've got to run. Thanks so much for the call. Appreciate have that. A good day. All right, and I think uh, Nick making a, a valid point. Uh, the Modesto City Council is putting it on the ballot, and the people of Modesto will make a decision. And uh, I know it, it's mentioned in there. By the way, uh, uh, trees and parks. Uh, our our priorities uh, for some of the city council members, and I know people who are rabidly upset because their trees are in trouble in front of their homes, but they can't touch them because they belong to the city. And they're saying to the city, well, come and fix it. But the city has to say, well, we've got a backlog and I'm not criticizing the city for that. It's just what is. And so it... Uh, <laughs> Depending on who you are and what you're dealing with, those priorities uh, can uh, can can not only be numerous but perhaps shift as well. So again, uh, what do you think about that tax increase? Uh, good discussion with Nick there. What do you think? Two zero nine five five one three four eight three. Our number two zero nine five five one three four eight three. We'll continue the discussion in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Talking about uh, the pros and cons, the double-edged sword of uh, proposed tax increase. Uh, City of Modesto voting last night to uh, approve a 1% tax increase uh, to be on the November ballot. And uh, as Caller Nick uh, rightly observed a few moments ago, it'll be up to the people to decide whether they want that or not. I, I, I think one of the... One of the challenges there is the other things that are on the ballot and affecting voters as well. Will you, as a voter, let's if you're not in Modesto, let's pretend you are. Would, would how do you feel about that? When when it, would you would you be thinking just about the sales tax for Modesto when you're also looking at? The $198 million bond measure for Modesto City Schools, 
when you're looking at the increase of the uh, state sales tax on gas. Remember, uh, on Friday, July 1st, just around the corner, the state gas increases, the tax does, by, what, about three cents per gallon? And so uh, we'll be... We'll be paying uh, about fifty-four cents per gallon come Friday. And remember, even Gavin Newsom a while ago said, "Let's put a moratorium on that." The his legislature, I said his legislature because it it tends to be a supermajority there. Legislature said, "No, we don't think so," and so they they turned that proposal down. So the compromise is that those of you who have diesel vehicles, uh, big trucks, whatever it might be, farm equipment, whatever, you're going to have, what, a three-month moratorium on the sales tax increase. I think you're frozen at, what, maybe 30, uh, is it 39 cents gas uh, diesel tax, Uh, but only for a time. And so, really, to, to me, it's highly suspicious that uh, this discussion happens before the November 2022 election. And I, uh, I, I'm just highly suspicious at the motivations for a lot of this. But again, my, my point is, I don't know if voters will look at and, and what's Modesto to do. I don't know that they really have a choice. Uh, I think it's significant that it was a, a unanimous vote by the city council. I don't think Modesto has a choice. It has to do something or look at some pretty draconian budget cuts in order to balance things out so that the main things like emergency services, emergency response, that sort of thing uh, can be addressed, uh, Parks and Rec, can be addressed uh, while while still providing uh, the basic police services and fire services and emergency response. It, it's, it's a tough thing. And, and again... I'm wondering if voters will consider all of that, uh, whether they'll hone in on the details we've been talking about uh, with that 1% sales tax or because of the rise of the gas tax, because of the 8.6 inflation rate, because of, uh, again, if you're in Modesto, the $198 million school school bond proposal. What do you do with that? How do you make that decision? Uh, it, it, it's almost like uh, King Solomon making his decisions. I, uh, I think some, regardless if it's passed or not, I think Modesto and a lot of cities and a lot of counties uh, need, need to take a really, really hard look at budgets and saying and prioritizing this is what government needs to do. Uh, These are our top priorities as the government and other other things that are nice to do. We maybe need to say to the community, we can't do that. We just don't have the income to do that. Uh, Do you think government officials uh, have that kind of spine to do that? I, I think some do. I'm not sure all do. So, for example, if you have a choice between uh police funding a full police department or dealing with parks and recreation if you have to cut budgets somewhere which one do you cut 
I think there are some tough decisions coming up, and I think Modesto is doing a good thing with that uh, advisory committee that they're talking about, that nine-member community uh, committee. All right, we'll talk about that as well as CCW permits. Your information may be out there now, courtesy of Rob Bonta. Come back in five minutes and talk about it. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. On air and online, take the Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Wednesday afternoon in California's Central Valley on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Been talking uh, recently about uh, the Modesto City Council approving a 1% sales tax to go on the November ballot. Along with that measure will be from the Modesto City Schools, a $198 million school bond. And then also we have to consider the fact that our our state gas tax goes up by a couple of cents on Friday. Will be about fifty-four cents per gallon uh, for the state sales tax, and so we're thinking through all this. How how do you react to these sales tax increases? I think it's a it's a double-edged sword. There there are pros and cons. Let's find out what you think. Our number here two zero nine five five one three four eight three. 209-551-3483. And uh, let's go to uh, Joe in Turlock. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show today. Hi, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Hey, I just wanted to comment on this Modesto sales tax. I'm a resident of uh, Turlock, and we, a couple of years ago, passed a uh, sales tax increase measure. And I was one of the few people who was part of the city paid for survey, um, figuring out what the right wording and the messaging for getting this tax increase passed. And I was a little bit uh, put off by that, that the uh, taxpayer funds were going to figure out the messaging. And then at the same time, after the survey, uh, paying for the messaging to get the tax increase passed, um, I can't say that that's exactly what Modesto is doing right now, but I suspect that they went through a similar process. Just want to see your uh, what do you think about that? Well, Joel, let Mike. me yeah, let me let me ask you very quickly. What what was the uh, how did you feel about the outcome? How did people react to that ultimately? What uh, what, what what was the general reaction of the public to it? I think through their survey they came up with a good message and uh, they ultimately got the voters of Turlock to pass I, I believe it was called measure L and uh, I don't I can't speak to everyone I know that I was a little bit put off that uh, um, they were spending the taxpayers money to figure out how to best message this to get it across because like you had mentioned it goes to the general fund and that could go towards any number of things, including what you mentioned, but um, I didn't see any kind of reason why we couldn't push forward a measure <clears throat> to specifically address, you know, the policing, the tree trimming, the uh, social services that people would want versus just a, a general fund uh, increase. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a difficult position to be in, and you use the word messaging, uh, Joe. I think that's that's a huge issue. Is is how do you present this in a way that is uh, is very truthful, in a way that hits the issues, but in a way that also explains uh, really. And I think part of that responsibility is to look at both sides of it. Uh, here are the positives. Uh, here are the negatives. And, uh, you know, I think one of your points that, that you made was, well, you had to spend money also to do the messaging. Uh, that That is true. That is true. I, uh, I was f- many, many moons ago around the time of Noah and the Ark. I was the public information, <laughs> public information officer for a, uh, a city down in the San Gabriel Valley a long, long, long time ago. And uh, they were having uh, an assessment, uh, considering an assessment they were going to do. But they wanted to get voter uh, support for it. And what I told them was, look, you want me to do it, I'll do it. But we're going to have to be really upfront about why we're doing it. Uh, This is what we want to do with the money. And if we don't have the money, we, we can't do this. So we, you know, we have a choice. Uh, I think it is very interesting, Joe. Related to uh, what you're uh, what you're talking about, back in gee, I, mm-hmm. I think it was November. Am I right about that? They had done a um, a poll. In fact, the city had hired, and the, the, of course, there's some expense there as well, Joe. The city had hired a polling firm to uh, gauge support for the sales tax. So, um, right in uh, in that. In those results, it showed an initial 65% support for the tax. It dropped 5% after voters heard the other side of the coin, including that some residents were saying they paid too much taxes. Uh, we, we have, at that time, the, the pandemic and inflation. No guarantees how the city will spend the money. So I think what it comes back to, Joe, and I, I think one of your good points here, is that we have to be above board about the options and what they mean and and just to be very transparent. I don't know that that happens all the time, Joe, and I, I think that's uh, one of the issues. Hey, thanks for the call, Joe. Good uh, good point there. Appreciate you calling, and, and you've been through it. So Joe from Turlock giving us some, uh, some first-person uh, experience there as well. Those of you calling on the phones, uh, hang in there. We'll get to you in, in just, a, just a couple of moments. Uh, again, I, I, I'm wondering, and I do think it's a good idea to let the residents decide, and that's what they're doing. Uh, they, are, they are putting this on. Uh, the approval was to put it on the November ballot, and as our caller Nick a while ago uh, pointed out, the, the voters will have the opportunity to, uh, to make the decision and uh, to decide whether or not they want to do that. I, I think the challenge is the overlay of the other things that people are dealing with. And, and again, I think, and to Joe's point, I think that comes back to good, good messaging. Uh, here's the reality. This is what we can do. This is what we can't do. If you approve it, this is what we can do with it. If we don't approve it, then we may have to cut back in these areas. And uh, I, I do think uh, that it's a, a wise thing to have this oversight. Uh, 
committee. I, I don't know that is that the right name. Yeah, the nine-member community oversight board to review how the tax is spent and then to make public reports to the council. I always think it's a good idea to get the uh, get the community involved. Again, those of you on the phones, hang in there uh, and are holding. We'll get to you in just a few moments. Uh, just a quick note for those of you who uh, may work or shop or live in the uh, Modesto area. You know those little robot things with four wheels? They always remind me of Star Wars. I'm always looking for Darth Vader when I think, see those things. I, I marvel at them. You, you've seen them, haven't you? They have little flags on them and, and uh, little, little white things on wheels, and uh, they roll around and they deliver groceries from Save Mart uh, to the people who order them. I thought uh, they, they, they fascinate me as I'm watching them. Well, apparently, now that Save Mart is under new management, remember they were bought out by uh, an investment group, now apparently those little things, a uh, source of great entertainment for me, are going away. That's right. Apparently, uh, the company that they work with to do this is called Starship Technologies. Well, that kind of fits in with my impression of Star Wars. Uh, according to uh, Modesto B, the Save Mart company spokeswoman Victoria Castro said in an email that Starship Technologies made the decision to exit Northern California earlier this month. And so if, if you were a, a customer who was used to those little... Uh, little guys coming to your door, those little robotic things and delivering. I don't know what the, did they hold a bag of groceries, maybe two bags of groceries. Uh, not sure. But anyway, can't do that anymore. Apparently, they are going to have a plan B. And that plan B will be apparently to have uh, live people deliver the food. I'm sorry to see that go just because it was fascinating to me. And I, I'm wondering, I, I suppose it, it saved money in terms of deliveries, but uh, sorry to see that go. I just was, I marveled at it. All right, those of you on the phones, hang in there. Don't go away. We'll be back with you in three minutes. That's the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We're talking about Modesto City Council uh, unanimously approving a 1% sales tax to appear on the November ballot. Getting your reactions, whether you live in Modesto or not, uh, to sales tax increases. Let's go to the phones, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And uh, first up is Mark. From Modesto, Mark, thanks for calling. Uh, what's on your mind about sales tax? Yeah, I believe at this time they shouldn't be asking for more taxes for, you know, the, the homeless, the police, the schools. You know, our wages are not going up. And, you know, they need to go back and review those budgets a little bit better. You know, cut down their overtime and, you know, help the people of Modesto out a little better and providing service and quit scaring everybody that we're not going to have 911 or fire with this if we don't get this tax approved. So Mark your 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 thought is let's take a look at the existing budget 
and look at where we can make some cuts to cover what we need to. Is that is that the essence of it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, yes. I, I mean, you know, we're all cutting back. <laughs> we're all cutting back and trying to, you know, make things work. And I think our city needs to do that for the city uh, people of Modesto. And, and let's all work together. And instead of raising at this time, let's, let's start cutting a little bit. Yeah, I uh, – Thank you, Mark. I, I appreciate that. Thanks for calling. Uh, a good point there. Mark Mark is saying, well, maybe maybe we need to take a look at uh, current budget issues and see if we can trim elsewhere. Again, I think the value of this is to have the discussions. And uh, I, I credit the city of Modesto, A, putting it on the ballot in November, and B, having that nine-person, we'll call it a, a, an advisory board, uh, to look at what's happening, to review it, and provide input to the council. I think these discussions are very valuable, and uh, we've heard from uh, one point of view from Nick, another point of view from Mark. Let's get yet another point of view. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Let's hear from John from Brentwood. Good afternoon, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. I, I work in Modesto, so the sales tax won't affect me very much. But where I live, I have never voted for a sales tax increase in my entire life. If I were ever to seriously consider one, I would have to look at the budget and see where the monies are going. And if there's one or two places that I think the money's being wasted or spent frivolously on stupid things, like I won't go into any details just to keep it politically correct, I would I would not vote for it. Um, I, the, this general fund thing, I don't trust it. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Lyndon Johnson who moved Social Security or part of it into the general fund. We all know how that worked out. And whenever they say they want a sales tax increase to increase monies in the general fund for the good of the community, uh, I my antenna goes up and I say, no, thank you. Yeah, John, I, I think a lot of people probably feel the same way that, that you do. Uh, Mark uh, voiced some concerns a couple of minutes ago that, gee, look at all the other, all the other pressures on us right now. Uh, it, for, for a lot of us, income is not going up. And, and for those of you who may be involved in uh, farming or ranching, that sort of industry, you're, you're looking at some draconian uh, costs uh, right now. And, and it, we're in a time when it, it, it's pretty bold to recommend a sales tax increase. And, and Nick made a good case for it, but I think we need to have the discussion and we need to air these things. And ultimately, again, uh, I think it'll come down to the public casting their vote in November. Uh, but what I think always needs to be part of the process, John, and, and I believe you, you've brought this up well, is to take a look at how are we spending the money now and are there things that government really should not be doing and can we cut that out and put it towards things that the government should be doing? Of course, John, I would assume that that comes with a... Uh, a cost politically, I would think, in terms of uh, those folks who have special pet projects, of course, that they want funded. Uh, anyway, I'll give you the last word on that, John. Yeah, um, 
too bad it has political costs for them. Then if, if they're afraid that people are not going to agree with what they want funded, then fund something else. I'm just, I'm, I just, the, the general whole general fund thing, I, I, don't, I don't trust it. That means that pretty much they can put it wherever they want to put it. doesn't matter where it's needed or where it should possibly go. If they want it to go here, it's going to go here, go here for free lunches during out of school for legal. There's just so much different stuff that they can put it on and, it's just with the way things are going with inflation and gas prices and wages and all this other stuff going on, there's, I just don't see a tax increase passing pretty much anywhere. Although the people in California do seem to love tax increases. That's <laughs> true. Very good. All right, John, thanks so much for the call. John from Brentwood uh, presenting another uh, facet of a very, just a very difficult issue. Let's uh, go back to the phones, 209-551-3483. Uh, Joe from Turlock, your thoughts about sales tax? I think the, the thing that they have, they have this $80 million, that, the money that's saved up that they don't know what to do with. Why don't they use that money? And also, if they do raise the, put the 1% tax or whatever it's going to be, put an end on it. When they collect $10,000, no more in that tax. Run that by me again. Taxes You're... never end. Good. Uh, Joe, Joe, just so I can catch it, run that last thought by me. Whenever they put a cap on the end of it, like say we're going to, we got to fix the schools and they need $10 million. Well, at the end of $10 million, cut it off. Cut the tax off. Okay, so you're uh, you're don't so collect put, it from now for three thousand years. Yeah, put put a cap on it. Put a sunset clause on it. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, Joe. Thanks for. And also for... that money that they have saved up. Why don't they use that? What's it saved up for? And and how will that be applied? Uh, what do you think of this concept of the uh, nine-member community board? Do you think that's going to be valuable? No, I think the problem with a nine-member board, whoever paid it ought to have to lose their pay because if they had to pay somebody else to do their job, why do they have them there? What's the point? Mm. Okay, and I'm not sure if that community board is paid or not, but uh, interesting thought. Joe, thanks for your call. Appreciate yet another facet of uh, a very difficult decision. Uh, We're talking about sales tax increase in Modesto and sales taxes, uh, increasing taxes in general, how that's going to play out in November 2022. Again, back to the phones, 209-551-3483. Back to Mark from Modesto. Mark, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that we have a multiple billion dollar surplus up there at sacramento i think these counties and states and cities need to go to the sacramento and start getting some of that money that they can't seem to figure out how to spend it on wow i like that i like that a lot yes uh, i think they're they're definitely playing politics with this proposal that they have mark you know depending on your income level you get 200 bucks or 350 bucks or whatever it might be and to me it's uh it, it it's a it's a political ploy it doesn't really mean much i mean we're we're talking billions of dollars and uh i i like your thought of of cities and counties going to the state and saying all right you have this big uh this big surplus that you have how about funneling some of that money uh back to us my guess is that won't play well 
in Sacramento, uh, but you never know. Uh, Mark, got a couple seconds. I'll give you the last word here. Okay, well, I mean, it's only common sense, but it seems that uh, our states ran out of that as of uh, lately. Um, you know, it's our tax dollars that they're holding. It belongs to the people, not the, not the state, even though they were the ones that took it. You know, a lot of taxation without representation. I've seen it with the cigarette tax when it was to help the kids stop smoking and not, you know, the programs. They scraped that off into the general fund. Same thing with his gas thing that he did last year he tried to scrape over six billion dollars into electric power stations charging stations for everybody when it was specifically designed and taxed for the road and redevelopment and some of the infrastructure development being redone he's done nothing mark thank you uh, good good points mark these are uh, these are the discussions we need to have uh, and thank you all for weighing in on this good good intelligent conversations about this and uh, hopefully uh, those are the conversations that are happening within these city council meetings and in uh, the council meetings that they have talking about these issues all right we will come back i want to talk about this ccw issue our information now hacked and out there in the public unbelievable we'll talk about that in five minutes coming up on the mike douglas show on power talk 1360 kfiv don't go away the show you love talking about the issues that are important to you the voice of the valley the mike douglas show now every weekday from three till five on air and online power talk 1360 kfiv here again is your host mike douglas and welcome to our number two of the mike douglas show here on power talk 1360 kfiv on this wednesday afternoon my friends those of you who know me uh, those of you who have gotten to know me on the air, I generally have a pretty long fuse. I try to be full of grace. I allow people uh, to vent. I don't typically take things personally. I don't jump to conclusions. And again, I generally have a very long fuse. It takes a lot to get me upset. My blood is boiling today. My blood is boiling, and it's because of our eternal... Uh, etern- there was a Freudian slip. Our eternal general, Rob Bonta, our attorney general, Rob Bonta. I hope, I hope, and again, I don't tell you what to do, I hope the people of California will remove him and put someone else in that office. I doubt it. But let me tell you the source of my temperature rising. My blood pressure's probably spiking beyond beyond unhealthy levels right now. Here's why. It was revealed that Californians with a concealed carry permit, and many of you know I have one, may have had their personal information released due to a data breach or a hack. 
Now, this website was just launched by Rob Bonta on Monday. The information contained on that website has, for those of us who have CCW permits, has our names, our ages, our addresses, what kind of licenses we have, and basically a lot of the information that should be remain that should remain private is now public because somebody hacked it and it is now apparently public information. And I don't use this word very often, and if you are offended by it, forgive me. This is the most asinine response the Department of Justice in California and Rob Bonta could possibly make. They sent a message out, apparently, to the hackers... DOJ asks that anyone who accessed such information respect the privacy of individuals involved and not share or disseminate any of the personal information. What a crock. Do you believe this? Are you upset by this? Whether or not you have a CCW permit. And I am not a conspiracy theorist. I look at a lot of that with a jaundiced eye. I'm skeptical about these kinds of theories. But I've got to be honest with you. What pops into my mind initially is, did Rob Bonta do this on purpose, perhaps knowing it could be hacked? Oh, Mike, he he wouldn't do that. Well, I think he might and or... The man is totally incompetent. Well, as to the last, the latter comment, I already know that Rob Bonta is incompetent. That's known. That's a known fact. The question is, did he do this on purpose? And the response is, well, the Department of Justice is going to investigate it. Well, this came to light, and one of the, one of the uh, sheriffs in California immediately weighed in on it. The DOJ, once learning of this hack, shut down parts of the website once it learned about the breach. And I have verified that. I clicked on the link, and there's this big thing, you know, with a triangle and an exclamation point, and it says "website temporarily unavailable." Please try again in a few minutes. We're working to bring the site back online as soon as possible. No, Mr. Bonta. You need to scrap the site. Obviously, you don't have the wherewithal to protect our information, and I don't think you give a whit. This has me highly upset, as you can probably tell. Here is Fresno County Sheriff Margaret Mim speaking to ABC News. It's concerning any time information uh, that's that specific is released to the public. Of course, what we tell the public all the time is protect your personal information. Yeah, well, that's great. 
that's great. We do a lot of things to protect our personal information. Who doesn't protect our personal information is the Attorney General Rob Bonta, who is part of the Gavin Newsom administration. I don't think Rob Bonta gives a whit. And I'm wondering if he's just fine with the fact that our personal information, we are not the criminals, Mr. Bonta. We are holders of CCW permits because of your inability to get crime under control in the state of California. And that's one of the reasons I have a CCW permit is to protect myself and to protect my family. How about you doing your job and protecting me, Mr. Bonta? How do you feel about this? Are you Do you hold a CCW? And if you want to call, if, if you don't want to reveal your name, that's fine. I understand that. But if you, want, if you have a CCW permit, you want to call and you're welcome to use an alias if you want on your first name. I don't, well, all of our information apparently is out there already, but you know, I'll, I'll give you that if you want to. What I want to know is your reaction to this. Are, are you up as upset about this or do you think that's fine? Oh, somebody hacked the DOJ CCW concealed weapon permit database. And now all the information apparently is available to the hacker and the DOJ in its wisdom sent out this ridiculous thing saying to the hackers, we, we want you to, to protect that information and, and respect the privacy of the individuals involved. What are you nuts? Mr. Bonta. They're not going to do that. That's why they hacked it in the first place. I'm hacked off about this. I am just absolutely beyond belief irate over this. And the finger has to be pointed, the proper finger, at Rob Bonta, the index finger. Mr. Bonta, what are you going to do to protect me now? that you have my information out there that can be given to criminals, letting them know my personal address, letting them know what type of weapons I have. Mr. Bonta, you need to go. And I don't know how we do that, friends. I'm not sure the people of California have the intelligence, not you, you as our radio audience, you are highly intelligent. That's why I show up every day. But basically, the people of California that put Gavin Newsom into office and put Rob Bonta or will affirm Rob Bonta for another term don't think. We need some thinking people to think about the ramifications of what happened here. And I'm sorry to get so upset here on the air. But my life and the life of my family and the lives of CCW permit holders are at risk here thanks to the incompetence of the Gavin Newsom administration in the person of our Attorney General Rob Bonta. I'm going to take three minutes, have another swig of coffee here. I'm going to calm down just a few moments, and then we'll take your calls. 209, maybe I won't calm down. Maybe I shouldn't calm down. This is not something to calm down about come to think of it 
Our number here, 209-551-3483. Are you angry at Rob Bonta, our attorney general, for creating a situation where the information about CCW holders can be hacked and is now out there somewhere, available to be purchased by criminals, so to speak? Or, or does this not bother you? Or, or this is, uh, it's all right. Good night. Coming back in three minutes. 209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thanks to Attorney General Rob Bonta and his brilliant idea to put a database of the personal information of CCW holders onto a website that got hacked. Now that information is out there somewhere, probably in the hands of people who are looking to do some damage with it. Why else would you hack it? I'm going to find out what you think about this. I'm irate, as you may have noticed. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Does this have you upset that Rob Bonta's little website got hacked? And now they're saying, well, those of you who did that, don't don't do anything bad with the information. What are you, an idiot? That's That's a rhetorical question. All right, 209-551-3483. And uh, let's go to uh, Nancy, who is uh, traversing the roadways of Modesto in her car. Welcome to the show, Nancy. What do you think about this? (laughs) Hi. Hi, Michael. Actually, I'm parked in the shade now (laughs) uh, by Save Mart, (laughs) one of the Save Marts. Um, Well, I'm irate also. I am furious. I am so disgusted. I am so glad I can vent. Okay, um, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not able to vent with very many people that I know because they wouldn't want to, you know, rock the boat. And I am just really tired of it. And so I am hoping, that, uh, beyond hope, that there are enough people that listen to other than the main broadcasting stations on television are some other radio stations and just music perhaps because they don't wanna they don't wanna face the truth of what's going on in this world and especially in our state and our country. And so I am so happy to say that actually I'm planning on getting uh, permission or whatever you call it. I've never Never owned a gun of my life, uh, but I'm thinking of rushing out and getting trained and uh, be able to have at least a gun in my home. Um, That's how disgusted I am. I have never been afraid of guns. I have target practice. In fact, beat beat a boyfriend of mine (laughs) on a bullseye for your information. Don't mess yeah, with Nancy. Now. <laughs> 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 well, that was a few years ago. But honestly, Michael, I am just um, terribly concerned. And it is awful that now they have information that these people should not have out in this world with so many crackpots and idiots and 
I don't know, you know, I know there are intelligent people out there, but if we just sit passively, now don't get me wrong, I'm not a violent person, I will never hurt anybody, unless they're coming for me, <laughs> with, and, uh, with um, harm in their eyes, but anyway, uh, we've got to wake up and quit believing that things are the way they used to be. We've got to get back control of our country and of our state. Isn't it enough what we're going through? And as far as the uh, voting for, you know, more tax, higher tax, of course the people that drive the city cars, uh, like and the police, all of those people, they have to have the money to pay for this ridiculous gas price. So, of course, I mean, you know, I suppose I'll vote for it because I would like to still have I had to call the police not too long ago. It took them 20 minutes to get to my house. It was not a total emergency, thank God, and he was very nice when he arrived. But, um, you know, I mean, bless their hearts, they're out there doing the best they can, and I am concerned. That's me. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> all right, Na- Nancy. The bullseye Nancy, that's what we're going to call you from now on. I... I, I don't want to be in a shooting competition with you, Atari. Sounds like you're really good at that. Uh, Nancy, thank you so much, and um, I'm, I'm glad you're glad you're parked in the shade. That's 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 a, a good idea. All right, we're talking about Rob Bonta, his website with all our private information about CCWs, and the fact that it got hacked. Uh, what went online Monday already got hacked, and he's kind of nonchalantly saying, "Oh, we're we're going to investigate that." Let's find out uh, what more of you think about that. Two zero nine five five one three four eight three, and let's go to uh, Debbie and Stanislaus. Debbie, what's your read on this? Well, thank you for taking my call. And Nancy is marvelous. The way she explained her situation, she's incredible. And I'm sure there's many, many, many people out there incredible just like she is. I don't own a gun. I've never owned a gun. Doesn't mean I wouldn't like to, but I never have. But when the government goes in and takes our private information and makes it public, I think that what I've been saying all along, wake up, put your technology down, and start using those God-given brains. And God bless you, Mike. And God bless all of us. And God bless our United States of America. But California is going down unless we do something to stop the insanity in this state. I agree with you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate that very much. And, uh, you know, Debbie, that also brings to mind, uh, come November 2022, we have a choice. We have a choice between Rob Bonta, who got what, about 55% of the primary vote uh, for attorney general in the primaries. Uh, and uh, Nathan Hockman uh, came up around, what, 18 19%, 18.5%. So it's going to be a race between Rob Bonta and Nathan Hockman. I don't know much about Nathan Hockman, but my friends, Rob Bonta must leave the office. And I encourage you, I'm not telling you, but I am encouraging you to not vote for Rob Bonta for attorney general. He has shown his colors in this. He is a detriment to the state of California and to rational thinking 
realistic, good citizens of California. Rob Bonta is now a threat to them, and he needs to be voted out of office, in my opinion. What do you think? 209-551-3483, again, uh, based upon the primaries. And I would, I don't know Nathan Hawkman, and so, but I just want to say, I would have loved to have seen Anne-Marie Schubert in the Attorney General's office. Uh, as a prosecutor, I think uh, we've, we've seen a record, but, but she chose to run as no party preference. That was her choice, and uh, she came in not even a distant fourth, a, a long, 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 long way forth. And uh, so uh, Bonta, Hockman, Eric Early was next with about, what, 16 17% of the vote, Anne-Marie Schubert uh, with about 7 8%. So in November 22, it's a choice between Rob Bonta and Nathan Hockman. And uh, in a couple of minutes, after we hear what's happening, uh, news, weather, and traffic, I'm going to play just a, a, a few moments of Rob Bonta's comments after the uh, Supreme Court decision came out relevant to uh, New York City or New York State and the CCW uh, process there. I, I want you to hear from him personally, and my encouragement to you is to listen to him very carefully and then really think about how you're going to vote in terms of the Attorney General come November 2022. I will have that uh, information, that uh, those exact words from Rob Bonta coming up for you in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. Love the iHeartRadio app, my friends. I use that almost every day, especially when I'm in stores. I've got my earphone going, and I've got the iHeart app going so that I keep up on what's going on. And you can also, if you're not within our listening area here, you can listen to the Mike Douglas Show on the iHeart app and live streaming as well. So thank you, especially for listening today and for allowing me to vent over what I feel is a disaster. And I hope it wasn't intended this way. But if not, it is at least a, an indication of incompetence to the point that people's lives, like mine, are now in danger. And Rob Bonta, it's all on you. All on you. You're running against Nathan Hockman in November of 2022, my friends. Make a mental note of that. Let's get your reaction to this database that Rob Bonta, our attorney general, so wisely put up on the Internet so that hackers could get a hold of it within, what was it, wasn't even, what, 72 hours, more like 48 hours? The hackers already hacked into it. Unbelievable. Let's get your read on that, 209-551-3483. I am highly irate and upset over this. How about you? 209-551-3483. Let's find out what Leslie thinks from Turlock. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for calling in. 
Thank you for taking my call. And first of all, I'd like to say you have every right to be angry, as we all do. This is not the first hack that we've had uh, in the state of California, and I do believe it was probably intentional to punish us for our insistence on our Second Amendment rights. Now, I think that one way to stop this is maybe go and have a a proposition uh, passed that forces any database that is made public in any way that is put up in the Internet uh, must have all of the elected government officials' information. And I mean like for this one, whether this, the government official has a uh, CCW, that information should be up anyway. His name, her name, address, telephone number. I actually think they should have salary, all of those types of things. They would be much more interested in protecting the sanctity of the uh, databases if they thought that their information would be released. Leslie, I I think that's an interesting thought. The other thing that that you bring to my mind, Leslie, through your comments, is the state of California does not have an exemplary track record in terms of managing technology well, does it, in in terms of IT? Look look at the problems the DMV has had. Look at the problems that the... Uh educational uh educational the employment development department had and the fraud there that state of california is famous for doing big bloopers when it comes to managing uh information and technology they're dangerous and uh so anyway leslie i I think how how incredibly stupid that we live in the middle of computer world yes that so much of our money in this state comes from it, and yet we can't seem to manage it. I thank you for that. That is an astute observation. Here we are, the home of the Silicon Valley, and our state mm-hmm. government can't manage its IT responsibilities. And uh, Leslie, right on the money. Thanks so much for your call. Some some great points there. Appreciate you listening and, and calling in today. Leslie from Turlock having some, some great points there. What about you? Are you upset about this, or is it a ho-hum thing? Uh, well, maybe you don't have a CCW permit. You don't want one. Uh, maybe you don't care. Do you not care? That'd be interested to know. Interesting to know. 209-551-3483. If you're like me, I am, I am beyond upset about this. Uh, a couple of messages coming in. Uh, one from our, uh, our friend Bob. He says the only reason they hacked DOJ is to use the information to cause harm to the CCW holders. Now the CCW holders have to watch their backs when they leave home. Absolutely, Bob, you got it. You nailed it. And and it's thanks to Rob Bonta and either his intentionality or his incompetence. Either way, it's a crime against the good citizens of California. And I'm just wondering if this is just all part of a, a master 
philosophy here that CCWs ought to be done away with. I don't think Rob Bonta cares at all. I don't think Governor Gavin Newsom cares at all. Here's a message from one of our listeners. Um, he said, uh, did Bonta declare war on law-abiding citizens to circumvent gun laws? Here's an interesting thought. This uh, listener says, why not release the names, addresses of the gangs and the criminal element? Hey, how about that? He says, uh, I'll not have to double my firepower just to you for my home and life. Uh, I don't believe anything done by the left is accidental. Uh, and I, I, again, I, I'm not generally a conspiracy theorist, but I think the irresponsible way that the state of California, that the Governor Newsom administration, and in particular our e- <laughs> I made the Freudian slip again, eternal general. I hope not. I hope come November, in fact, I'm praying. You pray about elections, Mike? Darn right I do. And I'm praying about this one now really hard that the people of California will eject Rob Bonta from the Attorney General's office. Again, I don't know a lot about Nathan Hockman. Mr. Hockman, if you're out there or your campaign people are listening, you best step up to the plate if you happen to win because our eyes will be on you and we're going to hold you accountable. 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483, our number, 209-551-3483. Just very quickly, here's a uh, here's a brief clip from Rob Bonta. Uh, it's about 45 seconds or so. This, these are his comments on the day the Supreme Court rendered its ruling regarding CCW permits uh, in New York and, obviously, for the rest of the nation as well. Here's Rob Bonta, California's Attorney General, reacting to that. In short, today's opinion has made, a cl- has made it clear that states like California still have many venues to prevent senseless death and keep our families safe from gun violence, and we're going to use those avenues. In California, we have the strongest gun laws in the nation, and we also have some of the safest streets in the nation. That is no accident. Um, that is not random. Those things are connect- connected. They are causal. We intend to keep our strong record, and we intend to keep our families safe by pursuing the avenues the Supreme Court has illuminated for us today. Because this is about what matters most, public safety and the well-being of our families. Well, you failed in that mission, Mr. Bonta. Very quickly, didn't take long, did not take long. Let's continue to get your read on this, my friends, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Let's go to uh, Brad in Stanislaus. Uh, Brad, your thoughts about CCWs and taxes? Yes, I got a couple of thoughts. One, what was the purpose of the website? Why, why did Mr. Bonta decide to make a website that would have all of this information on it? Uh, that that in, in itself makes me suspicious that it was could be intentional to release information for CCW holders, um, which to me, if that was the intent, if that could be proven, that would almost ought to be criminal because, as you said, he's putting people's lives at risk. Um, you know, there's, a, there's enough 
people out there that have weird ideas that they might try to, you know, encourage something or make something happen. So that's, that's my thought on that. And then on taxes, you were talking about in the first hour, I was very intrigued. Um, you know, we voted several years ago to increase um, a tax in order to pay for our roads. And our roads are still in terrible shape. And we had a local radio host at the time, and I called and argued with him that, against that because I said it'll never, it'll never work. They'll never put it to the roads. And if you just look at the shape that our roads are in, it's terrible. Now, the state gets um, – all just under $1 in taxes for every gallon of gas because it's not only the, the uh, fuel tax that they get, they also get a sales tax on that. So every time the price of gas goes up, they get just a little bit more. So it's just under a dollar for the state, and then it's 50 cents, 51 cents for the feds. So a buck and a half of our gasoline prices are going to the government. Um, as far as the, you know, voting for, I would n- never vote for a a um, increase in the sales tax because that is um, it's counterproductive. People will go to other places to buy their big ticket items because it will save so much money, um, and it it never goes away, as one caller said. And government never has enough money. It doesn't matter how much money they have; they never have enough. Look at, I know the city only gets a small amount of the property taxes, but think about the houses that used to sell for $200,000 10 years ago, and now they're selling for four and $500,000. Um, they're getting a huge increase there. Where is all that money going? Um, you know, somebody needs to look at the income and expenses in a very realistic fashion, and I wonder just how transparent our city is being in all of that. Brad, uh, some some great points there, and you're being uh, realistic, uh, you're being intelligent, and these are the kind of uh, these are the kind of questions we need to ask. What do we do with a billion dollar surplus? How is how is that uh, how is that used? And I think uh, past performance, Brad, is an important factor here. You mentioned uh, the roadways. Uh, and, and let's look at the state in general, Brad. How about uh, what we're supposed to do in terms of water? What, what about all the money that was allocated to help us through droughts for water projects and water infrastructure? That hasn't happened. So, Brad, I think you bring up a valuable point, and we all need, need to look at this. What is the we past could, we could record? We talk about water. We can talk about water for a long time because I'm a farmer. <laughs> oh, you're okay. And, All right. So you, know, you feel the pain. The, the thing, the thing, yeah, the thing about large government is it just becomes ineffective, and it's whoever's in control gets to have the, the goodies that they want, and it's not really done for the good of the public, in my mind. Um, as I see it, it, so much of it is just I want this little project done and I want that project done. And it's a fight over who can spend the public's money. You know, they got almost a hundred. Was it a hundred million or nine hundred million dollars up there? That's our money. That's not the state's money. Send it back to the taxpayers. Amen. Um, you know, it, they could drop the, the the fuel tax for six months, and uh, everybody that buys a gallon of fuel would benefit from that. And their excuse of saying, "Well, the oil companies would raise the price," no, they wouldn't because we have good competition here. You, you would see people saying, well, I'm going to keep my, my price down just a nickel because people will drive a little further to get this. 
and and it's true um you know it's it's just it's just an inefficient bureaucracy that continues to drag the state down and unfortunately our, the voters don't see it they just don't see it and it's very sad because we at one time we were the golden state Absolutely. And and many of us remember uh, those times. Brad, excellent call. I've got to run here very quickly. Uh, some great points. And when I come back, I want to address uh, one of the issues that Brad brought up. And this was early on in, in uh, our conversation with him. Brad, thanks for the call. Very, very good. Uh, and he was asking, what what was the idea? What was the purpose behind this website that Rob Bonta put online with all of the CCW information on it? I will tell you what his intent was from his own press release. That's coming up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation and uh, some great conversation we've had today. So much appreciate uh, the, the variety of different opinions that you bring. And this is what it's all about. This is what the cancel culture doesn't want happening. Why? They don't want that happening because truth tends to bubble up in the marketplace of ideas. That's why this is so important. That's why we are so thankful to iHeartMedia to provide us with this daily two-hour block of time where we are free to discuss what we want to discuss, those issues that directly affect you and me right here in the Central Valley of California. This is a precious time, and in my mind, it's a sacred time, because it's time when we can stand in the light of truth, and we can debate issues, we can talk about things, and we can even disagree without being disagreeable, for goodness sakes. That doesn't happen in many venues across the nation today, but uh, we're uh, we're blessed to have that opportunity here on the Mike Douglas Show. Again, uh, so much thank you for being with us 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. I want to go back to uh, the question that, and Brad had a lot of uh, good good points. His initial question, though, was what was Rob Bonta thinking? I'm kind of paraphrasing his question there. This comes from Rob Bonta's uh, press release this past Monday when he put this ridiculous website online that contains all of our private information, those of us who are CCW holders, and you know what that information is because you have to fill out those applications. Here's uh, here's a line from that that tips the hand on why they're doing this. The announcement about the website will improve transparency and information sharing. Well, good, you shared it with the hackers, Rob for firearms-related data and includes broad enhancements to the platform to help the public access data on firearms in California, including information about the issuance of concealed carry weapons permits and gun violence restraining orders. 
The dashboard includes data from the past decade. Someone had uh, had emailed me earlier uh, and asked me if, if it included the CCW uh, information included past CCWs. It may be, according to this line, the dashboard includes data from the past decade when available on the following subjects, dealer record of sales, gun violence restraining orders, carry concealed weapons permits that answers the question probably so so if you don't have a permit now but you had one earlier maybe within the past decade whether or not you still have that permit your information may be on that website also uh, also information on firearms safety certificates assault weapons and a roster of certified handguns well great rob bonta and I, I'm still wondering, again, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories here, but I'm wondering if he really doesn't care and whether maybe he anticipated this information would get out there towards the end, a means to the end of ending CCW permits in California. I don't trust him a bit. Again, he's running again uh, on your November 22, 2022 ballot. You'll have a choice between Rob Bonta, who has demonstrated his incompetence, and whether intentionally or unintentionally, that incompetence has now led to putting the lives of many Californians in danger by doing something that allowed private CCW information to be hacked on a state website, and it is now assumed to be in the hands of people who would be happy either to send that information to folks who would like to see CCWs done away with, or maybe to sell it to the bad guys and gals as well. I am still infuriated about this. Unfortunately, our Time has ended for today. That two hours went quickly. I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, 3 to 5 p.m. here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Have a good evening.